Hey there, and welcome to Filmography in Focus, where we do deep dives into the filmographies of directors and franchises to bring into focus the motifs, techniques, and themes used so we can fall in love with these films all over again. So you're probably expecting that this would be the fifth episode, June 2020, uh, of Filmography in Focus, focused on uh, various Vietnam War genre films inspired by Spike Lee's The Five Bloods that released on Netflix earlier this month. Uh, Instead, you're getting an update episode. Too soon in the life of this podcast, not even five episodes in, maybe, Uh, but it feels better to do that than just skip this month with no explanation, especially based on the news I'm going to have in a little bit. Uh, If there's one thing that annoys me to no end, it's content feeds that just abruptly end with no explanation. Uh, It's just as bad as finding a discussion on some long-lost forum about a tech problem you have, and then someone says, oh, I found the answer, but then they never explain what they did to fix it, and you're like, no, mysterious internet person from the past, what did you do? Anyway, so when I started Filmography in Focus, it was right after completing the first season of my other podcast, uh, Oscar's Death Race Podcast, where I had watched about 50 movies, uh, including short films, uh, over the course of a couple of months to watch for that podcast. Um, you know, I've been taking a small break from my other hobbies, you know, Magic the Gathering, watching anime. Uh, I didn't really have many other podcast projects at the time. So at the time, I had a lot more time to dedicate to watching film in general. And I made use of this, you know, after Bong Joon-ho won... Um, best picture for Parasite, I ended up watching all his films, um, and you know, the very first episode was films I had watched on a trip to Asia uh, of Makoto Shinkai. You know, so as these things go, I, I tend to find myself consuming different kinds of media in waves. Uh, for example, I, I was really into playing Magic the Gathering for you know, about six months or so last year, and then you know, for the last three months of last year, first three months of this year, I didn't really touch you know, any of the new cards that much, to be honest. Um, I'll maybe watch one or two anime you know, in a given season at a time uh, for about a year, and then suddenly I'll go deep watching pretty much everything, or at least trying everything, and then watching like eight to ten shows. I've been given season for another year. Um, lately, I've been finding I'm doing a lot of the same with regards to movies. Uh, to date, for 2020, I've watched about uh, 70-ish movies so far. Um, and since the pandemic, I've watched about 30 movies. But you know, less than five of those 30 movies were movies I'd been watching for pleasure, um, not related to podcasting, uh, including my other podcasts. Not to say that those w- films weren't pleasurable or enjoyable to watch. It's just um, you know, it, the movie watching has kind of become more a job and a chore than it has you know something I actually do for pleasure. Um, I'm also, you know, doing a lot more podcasting these days. Uh, in addition to Filmography and Focus, I launched a weekly box office news podcast, uh, Box Office Watch, um, about the same time. Uh, and then about a month later, I launched two more podcasts that alternate Fridays. Um, one is about anime, yet another anime podcast, and one is about Magic the Gathering uh, into the Ether Vortex. Uh, on top of that, I also got roped into working on my company's new podcast um, that recently launched, And I'm also working on pre-production for uh, two more shows that involve interviewing other people as opposed to this monologue-type situation I have going on here. I hope to launch those later this fall, but those have a lot of work behind them. Um... So, you know, I don't want my enjoyment and watching of movies to become a chore. You know, one of the things 
to do to just cross off a to-do list that I have set up for myself that adds stress to my life when I'm inevitably not able to complete everything on time, given how many hours there are in a day. Uh, movies for me are meant to be primarily an escape from the stress of life. Um, you know, that's kind of the risk when you turn your hobby into something that you consider an obligation, like I was doing for movies for filmography and focus. You know, on a related tangent, I also found that movies that cover really heavy topics can be super draining and hard to push through. Um, frankly, I was barely able to complete the David Fincher podcast a few episodes back with how heavy his films were and trying to cover those Vietnam War movies right now, especially you know the rapidly descending state of the world that is 2020. Um, it's just way too much on my soul to really push through beyond you know a couple of them. Um, not, not to say I don't ever want to watch films that deal on difficult topics. That's part of what film does. It shows us parts of humanity that we wouldn't experience in our day-to-day life. But I think in the future, I'm going to have to be a little bit more strategic about what topics I do cover. So there's a mix of levity alongside darkness. Um, well, uh, I also need to be a little bit more strategic in that I don't want to force myself to watch 15 movies in 30 days, as that's pretty absurd rate of watching a movie every other day on top of everything else I'm doing. Um, definitely in the future, going to be trying to aim maybe for like five to ten movies as opposed to you know 15 to 20. Um, another note I found is that also it's easier to analyze films when they all come from the same source, um, be it the same director or the same franchise. Uh, you might have noticed in the opening I actually changed it from uh, you know directors. Uh, franchises and genres to just directors and, and franchises because you know nebulously just sharing that they're in the same genre it's hard to draw comparisons because what I like to do on the show is look at the history of the director um, or in, in the case of a franchise of the franchise and see how it evolves over time whereas you know trying to do a area studies of all of Vietnam, the, the movement of Vietnam War films. It's just too broad. I don't really have the context. I need to do a lot more research for that, which I don't have the time to do. Um, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm making it up as I go along, even for when I'm just doing directors and franchises. Um, and if I want to eloquently and accurately describe some of these differences between films, I'm going to need a lot more expertise to do that. So in the future, I'm going to stay away from doing genre analyses, at least until I'm better at it and more comfortable in sharing my thoughts. I've also found it's a lot easier to analyze films when there's some sort of instigating steed, some reason to watch them uh, beyond the stress of not of just not having watched enough as a film buff and definitely beyond the stress of like, oh, I need to do it for the podcast, right? Uh, for me, that's usually when the director in question has a film that is coming out in theaters. Um, you know, I obviously had planned this so back when we had a full slate of movies coming to the box office, uh, but obviously we're not in that world where we have a full, you know, movie uh, multiplex going on. Again, listen to my other so box office watch if you're interested in that sort of news. Um, while I've made do by finding reasons to look at, you know, David Fincher was related to Bong Joon-ho, and he also has a film coming out later this year in Mank, and Steven Spielberg films, you know, being the start of the blockbuster season, you know, there's just a lot more urgency in wanting to watch a film uh, and a director's old films when there's something coming out that that will match what's coming out. Um, to add to my viewing experience for what I'm about to be seeing in theaters, because, like, you know, if there are movies in theaters, I definitely will be going to go see those as just like a pastime. Um, you know, for example, you know, I definitely want to make time to watch the first two Bill and Ted movies since I've never actually seen those, and the third one is coming out later this year, assuming there are no more delays. So. You know, seven minutes in, all that being said, I'm not going to force it. Uh, given that July has no major movies coming to the box office, uh, filmography and focus will be on break until at least August uh, when 
the anticipated return of movies and movie theaters with Chris Nolan's Tenet. Um, assuming it doesn't get pushed further back, if it does, we'll accommodate and do it whenever um, Chris, when Tenet comes out. You know, I'm not going to be gone for good, don't worry, um, but I'm not going to burn out my love for film for no reason. Uh, when the time comes and I'll be in the mood to watch movies in preparation for something coming to theaters, I'll be back on your podcast feeds. You know, maybe in the future that means there'll be some months when there's nothing interesting to me coming out, but we'll skip a month to or here, here or there, but um, don't don't worry. I'm still gonna be uh, coming back and watching films. You know, even if it takes a while for me to get back to that. Anyway, uh, thanks for letting me ramble, ramble on for about seven minutes. Uh, you know, if you're listening, I really hope that you stay subscribed to this podcast feed uh, for whenever that new episode comes out. Um, you know, for the rest of the year, assuming the release calendar doesn't change, which it very well, very well might, uh, you'll hear me back in August with a Christopher Nolan episode, uh, in October with a Wes Anderson episode, November with a James Bond episode, and December with a Dennis Villanueva episode. Um, you can also reach out with feedback or suggestions for this podcast in general, um, shoot an email over to filmographyinfocuspodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at filminfocuscast. Our intro and outro music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. You can find his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io and editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, whenever that next time happens to be, remember, the show goes on. Thanks, guys, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.